Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Holiday week. Mm-hmm. I am good. Not mm-hmm. that the holiday means so much to me, other than to get a nice day off. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's all good. Yes, yes. This is a wonderful time of the year. Um, you know, this week often is like for people who like work at offices or whatever. People are like counting down. They're like at their office in their desk or their cubicle. They're like looking around like, okay, how many more hours until I'm done working for yeah. the rest of the year or the rest of the week or what, whatever your, your situation may be. So totally understandable. Same here, even though we'll be watching basketball uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, a lot happening, David, uh, in the NBA right now. Uh, Friday, in like a, I think it was Friday, all the all this news came came down. Um, the Cavaliers just seeming like a, a rash of injuries and two key players. Um, Don, I'm sorry, Darius Garland and Evan Mobley will both be out for several weeks. Um, and you know, this is a team that, while record wise, they haven't been looking as strong as they have in past years. They still have a statistical profile, David, that suggests a decent team, right? Third in defensive rating. Their offense has slipped uh, to 18th. They were about 15th maybe a week ago. Um, but they still have a good net rating and still, you know, are, are, are a good team with good players. But with Mobley and Garland being out, obviously that puts a ton more pressure on Donovan Mitchell, on Jared Allen. And, you know, we talk about this all the time with the NBA, like nothing's guaranteed just because you're doing well doesn't mean you're going to be doing well for the next five years. Things just happen. Like, so what do you make of what's going on in Cleveland right now, specifically about the injuries? And then we can talk about the team. I mean, that's just bad luck as much as anything. Um, I, 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 I won't say it's definitively bad luck. I do think it matters um, who your head trainer is, so to speak, you know, your physio, the, the guy in charge of healing and preventing injury. I think that really matters a lot. Um, it doesn't mean you could have the best guy in the world and you're still going to have injuries. And I don't even know what happened to those guys. I didn't, I didn't look to see what it was. Um, but, I mean, you expect it. It's the NBA. It's the, professional sports guys get hurt. College sports guys get hurt. High school guys get hurt. Girls get hurt. So um, other people get chances to do some things. Their their roles can increase. It won't just be Donovan Mitchell. It'll be other guys mm-hmm. too. They they need to, they need to tread water. Yeah, okay, fourteen and twelve right now. Fourteen and twelve. Yep. I mean they've got a. This is uh, there's quicksand coming. They got to avoid <laughs> that quicksand. There's plenty of teams nipping at their heels a little bit. Or separation yeah. from the other group. They need a, like I said, tread water, win half their games, and hang in there. How long is guys out for? I mean, it's just said several weeks, which to me, even if you look at it as three weeks, yeah. that's in th- minimum three weeks is what, 13, 14 games? That's, yeah. that's a ton of games over that amount of time. So, I mean, you know, they're all, even with, when healthy, they were already kind of not at the level they were at last right. year. Uh, at least record wise, they, they, look- they played a really tough schedule. I did yeah. not look to see what the next three weeks look like, uh, but it's hard to imagine they'll continue to play a top five schedule the whole season. You, you're hoping that that's always the case. You got to try to take care of every single game as if it's the only game that matters, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you got to strategize up, coach them up, and uh, find ways to be more effective with guys missing. It yeah. always, to me, all starts with defense because their offense is going to suffer. Their defense should suffer without Evan, but but collectively you can kind of make up more defensively, I think, if you get guys to really buy in and do it, Donovan included. Doesn't mean they'll do it. Yeah, they're currently ranked third in defense. Um, and they are in that cluster of teams in the Eastern Conference that are all between one and two and a half games out of 
the fourth place, which is currently occupied by the Orlando Magic. So that team, those teams include the Heat, the Knicks, the Pacers, talk about the Cavs, right? And they're just all kind of bunched up together there in, in that crowded East. Um, and, you know, if, to your point, they can just kind of hold water a bit and they're yeah. going to have to, and it's really going to be holding water because Garland and Mobley are so critical to what they do, right? Especially when Mitchell's off the floor, Garland's there and your, your, your offense still can, can chug along and he can do some great things. Now you're looking at Karis LeVert and, you know, other guys off the bench and you can you do some more stuff to get threes for Max Struess and George Niang, right? Like these are sort of the the, the challenges uh, that that uh, J.B. Bickerstaff kind of has to deal with right now. And Jared Allen, you know, is someone who had a disappointing playoffs last year um, and maybe there might be some realizations of limitations to his game, right? What can they do with him uh, to aid uh, the loss of Mobley? Because again, Mobley's so unique, of course, defensively, but he's starting to come into his own. Uh, a little bit offensively. Um, and of course I mentioned Garland's shot making, which, you know, those guys are just what they are, right? You can't, you can't just create shot makers. I mean, we know Donovan can go on some pretty spectacular heaters. That would help. Uh, I like that you mentioned Struess and Yang. That would, that would make a difference too. Um, Okoro is someone Okoro. that's, you know, hanging in there. Uh, I could see him being a little bit frustrated with, he was, I thought, I, you know, I still think he has a chance to be a really good player and, I'm not sure they believe in him as much as they did when they first drafted him. But um, if uh, if it turns out that they end up being, you know, win a first-round series, they didn't win last year, mm-hmm. uh, they could probably point to the opportunities that they took advantage of now. Um, it's just easier said than done. But it's always possible. You know, there's uh, there's always scripts written about this kind of stuff where – yeah. We were faced with some adversity. We kind of figured some stuff out, and we get we came better. We, we got better collectively for when our our starters came back. Yeah, you know, and this is interesting. It brings up something that David, I always let's talk to you about because you're a coach. Um, now, in the on the NBA level, you coach these guys in terms of their skill development, not as a head coach, but you have been a head coach at basketball levels before. And it's not the NBA, but it's different. But how would you approach that, right? Because coaches, they they're so focused on the day to day, right? Because Although JB's got, I mean, as much job security as anyone can have, Seems right? You go on a losing right streak, your, your owner can be like, get out of here, we're going to fire you. So he doesn't want to go on a lengthy losing streak. But it would seem to me that giving Isaac Okoro, some Royal Jelly, and some of those other guys who may not be as good right now, give them some of that now to help them get better, may, it may result in the short term, you're going to lose. But to your point, this could help you when everybody gets back that now they have confidence come April. How do you balance that as a head coach, giving them enough Royal Jelly and knowing that mm, we're probably going to lose anyway with the Royal Jelly, but I got to be comfortable in the losing and moving and moving along and keep giving those guys what they need. Well, you know, I do skill development off season. In season, I kind of coach that kind of stuff I, from behind the scenes. And I, I am, I try to help the players play within the context that the head coach wants. I am not someone that ever, ever tells the player to do something. I shouldn't say ever, almost ever do something that your coaches uh, don't really want. The head coach not wanting it matters, but there isn't always a a parallel between what head coach wants A to Z and what all the assistant coaches want A to Z. There's wiggle room there. So a team, uh, one of my favorite things to do is watch a team play and watch how assistant coaches react to a certain shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they won't. The, these coaches, you, they wear their emotions on their sleeve. If a guy takes a shot, let's say a fourteen footer in the paint, which I think is a great shot, but some coaches don't, and you make it, 
They ain't clapping. They ain't clapping the first time, the second time, the third time. They're not doing it. The head coach may or may not. I mean, the assistant coaches. They, yeah. They're just so dogged and, and obstinate about these kinds of things. Uh, but I do try to get players to play within the context of what the head coach and what the coaching staff wants. Uh, and you don't necessarily – it isn't necessarily black and white as you described it, where uh, I'm giving them more opportunities so we're probably still going to lose. Not necessarily. Uh, not for – some of the, I mean, Cleveland's a good team. This is not a, this is not a team. This is not the Pistons or the Spurs who if they lose two starters, even worse. Um, I'm running about Detroit this week, so I'm not trying to make a joke about them, but Cleveland's better. They're a good team. Yes. As you said, there's, there's a way to sell. First of all, they have Donovan Mitchell. Okay. They have Jared out Niang and Struess have won a bunch of games too. They both played for mm-hmm. Philly and Miami last year. Mm-hmm. Yang with Utah before that, they won a lot of games. We got to find a way, guys. I mean, that's the speech you give. And so now we have to get analytical. How do we find a way? What do we need to do more? And who do we give more opportunities to? How long do I give them these opportunities? That's that's why head coaches are paid what they're paid. If they can handle that, they'll keep getting paid well. Because every team deals with this kind of stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, continue on the, the injury bug. Bradley Beal, boy, it seems like this team, David, they just can't get started. Um, nope. It would have been the second game uh, that the that the big three would have played together. And Beal, within the first couple minutes of that game against uh, the Knicks, I want to say, yeah. uh, ankle just turned it and it sprained. He's now out for, you know, three to four weeks. And this just keeps pushing back the timeline for when those three are going to be on the court together and – it adds length to the season, which gives more t- uh, length of time that you have to put more pressure on Book and KD. And the question is, well, when are they going to get hurt, right? And it it just seems to be – and this is what we talked about with this team, right? You're like, help is the major thing that's going to stop them from doing anything positive. And so far, that's been their Achilles heel. It's really amazing. Think about the Wizards giving him the full extension and then leaving. It, it, then, you know, they, they got fired, but he's gone. Um, we kind of saw this coming. I, it's sad. The other thing to consider, too, is when he does get back, is there enough time? There, there might be. There might not be for them to figure out. Um, it shouldn't take that long. We're going to get to the Clippers in a minute. They figure mm-hmm. things out pretty quickly. <laughs> um, but Harden is more of a genius than, than the guards. Oh, for sure. I love Booker and Beal, but they're not Harden. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, they, they, they probably never will be. Be- Be- well, Beal definitely won't be. Booker right. probably won't be. He's a great, great player. Mm-hmm. KD, different story, but he's not the primary right. ball those guys are. Right. So, the organizers. So, yeah, there's some concern in how they figure it all out. And then also, without seeing them play a lot together, what else could they do at the trade deadline? Right. It's going to be more of a stab in the dark because they haven't yeah. seen – they have no data. Correct. I mean, how many minutes have you guys played together? <laughs> 30, <laughs> if that much. I don't think it's that much, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, it's it's – this this is the so you know you mentioned before about the Cavaliers. This is what head coaches get paid to do. Well, this is why GMs get paid a ton of money, yep. right? Because now James Jones has to go towards the trade deadline, or well, the trade season opened uh, last Friday. Right. He has to now figure out how to what decisions can I make without knowing what I actually have because right. he doesn't know what he actually nope. has because he hasn't seen it. Nope. Right. Nope. So nope. you're making these guesses. Well, we assume that if we have the, we'll be fine. Off. Okay, but you still don't know. And I still think that organizing uh, point guard is still a problem for them. Book's been great, but we still haven't seen the three of them do it together for enough minutes. And to your point, there may not be enough time left in the season. There, right? there probably will be. I just brought that up as a possibility. There probably will be because of the level of those three. 
that doesn't mean the other guys will all, you know, find their place and all of that. But your point is right. Uh, the management is, is they're going to have to rely on their own eyes more so than data. It's mm. not going to have the data. And that isn't always a good thing for NBA GMs. Well, I, I was just going to say, and we know that, I mean, my God, not just in basketball, but there's a reason why, you know, eyewitness testimony tends to be faulty in capital crime cases and things of that nature, right? When you're relying on eyes and then memory and the further away you get from something, all sorts of biases click in there and it may not be supported by the actual data. Like when we go back to basketball, your eyes may think, I mean, this guy's really good, but it's like, okay, but the data says he's just not, right? Like maybe that's you holding on to it because maybe you loved him in the draft one year and you didn't get him, but you still keep, you're holding him close to you because you're like, no, but I wanted him. It's like, but yeah, I get that. But your, your data says, no, not good. It's tough. It's not an easy business to be good in. Really not. Have you ever listened to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast regarding memory? I have not, but I'm sure it's excellent. I mean, it's staggering where the, uh, the experiment was um, uh, uh, some sociologist interviewed a bunch of people on like 9-12, 2001. What mm-hmm. did you do yesterday? Tell me mm-hmm. about your day. Everything mm-hmm. was videotaped and, and uh, transcribed. And they brought him back a year later, Malcolm Gladwell included, <laughs> and interviewed. Yeah. And they would tell their story and then he'd play them. I think it was a man doing the study, what they said the year before. And they're like, it would be different. Very different in some cases. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I was talking about. What I remember now is right. He's like, well, this was the day after it happened. <laughs> you know, this is, you're totally right. So we're not, and we're not talking about just your memory of a player, or whatever. We're trying to plug and play with the guys you currently have. And there's no data giving us, where there are holes are. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, yeah, bias. I'm glad you said it. Bias. This isn't a racial bias. Right, this is right. some other kinds of bias based on mm-hmm. which racial bias affects how people remember things. But mm-hmm. this, and this is different, but it, there's still biases, good or bad, positive or negative. And yeah. it makes it harder. It's, just, it's, a, it's easy with data. Right. It's easier with data. So, um, and the reality is we've seen this, play in Brooklyn in a sense with three amazing offensive players Correct. when they were together. Great, but they're not together. And yeah. so problems in Phoenix. Although they did a well, big win yesterday. Uh, I mean, today. let's be against the Wizards, who they oh, were the losing yeah, to yeah. for three quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wizards, right, right. who were like the, what, 20-something ranked offense? I mean, the Wizards are terrible. Who smoked, who smoked the Knicks? Uh, the Clippers. Destroyed them Forget second out of a back to back. They they beat Phoenix on one, yeah. Friday and they went to LA yeah. and got blown out by the Clippers. We'll talk about the Clippers yeah. in a minute. The one thing James Jones and Frank Vogel do know is, and Dead Up supports this, their defense sticks. Mm-hmm. That they know. <laughs> that is a factual statement. Their eyes and all the numbers tell them that. So I don't know what they can do to fix to remedy that problem, but that's an area they can well, maybe address. Beal's health wouldn't matter for that. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that is something they should, <laughs> I'm sure they're addressing regardless. Yeah. No doubt. All right, David, the Clippers. Woo, man. I don't know. Maybe like a month ago, and I think it was when Harden had first joined the team. They did their, uh, they had New York and Brooklyn back to back in the city, right? The Knicks and the Nets. And they got beat bad in both games. Harden was out at the club. Everybody's like, ha, ha, laughing. This team stinks. We knew this was going to be bad. Yada, yada, yada. Well, this is the NBA. Clippers, hottest team in the league. They won seven straight, eight of the last 10, 12 of their last 15. Woo. What is working so well for the Clippers right now, besides the fact that of the 25 or 26 games they played, Kawhi Leonard has played in all of them? 
I mean, that's the story. As much as to <laughs> me, as much as anything, yeah. he's. Have you looked at his numbers? I don't think I wrote them down, but it's yes, he's ridiculous. Like 60, 50 something, ninety five something percentage wise yeah. from two, three, and free throw. Like they yes. say, 40, 50, 40, 90. Right. He's like 65, 55, 95. It's a joke. Yeah. And he plays all these games. What a surprise. <laughs> hey, when this guy is playing and he's healthy, all these games, you're probably going to win a lot of games. The fact that Paul George has kind of figured things out, James Harden, mm-hmm. I think four to one assist to turnover ratio, yes. 10 to 2.5, whatever. Yes. Making more catch and shoot threes. Uh, Zubac, is, I think he's played well. Terrence Mann's played well. Uh, Norm Powell is a C. I have not looked to see six men of the year candidate lists. But I would guess he, up I there. think so. Yeah, he's doing well. Uh, but that big three, just uh, they're, they're really talented players. And they play great together. One of the things I noticed, David, is that with the arrival of Harden, Kawhi's assisted baskets have gone up. Yeah. Um, I think he was assisted on 33% of his baskets last season. He's up to 55% of his baskets have been assisted this year. Um, and he and Harden play together. Almost exclusively. They're almost always on the court together at the same time. And what a surprise. Now, Harden may not be MVP-level Harden anymore, but that dude is still an elite playmaker and just knows how to, you know, about organizing guys. He knows how to get a team into a right setup and get them balls and angles and spots where that's it's good for you, catch and shoot. We talked about passing a few episodes ago, how when the ball is not thrown correctly, you've got to kind of bend down to get it. and just, Well, that just takes away time from your shooting motion. But Harden giving it to you right in your shooting pocket. All these little things that maybe the your eye sees, but the average man's eye doesn't see. This is why they're better. I quoted, I think, a friend of James Harden who told me that Harden said, I pass with love. My, my passes come with love attached to it, something like that. Um, there's something about LeBron James and James Harden and the elite of the elite players who are also primary ball handlers. They, they are really cheat codes to winning. Jordan was the same way late in his career. He's talked about this. There is an understanding of the game that is uh, really second to none. I said this a couple of years ago, if you remember, we talked about this before. The preseason NBA TV visit to mm-hmm. um, the Sixers. The Sixers, yep. Mm-hmm. And Doc, there's Doc Rivers coaching up James Harden. And I said on our show, I would have, everyone was loving, oh, look at Doc, this is coaching. And, and I said, no. <laughs> I'd rather see James Harden talk and Doc Rivers listen. Right. This is a true genius. One of the guys who are – I mean, how many games has James Harden won? We can criticize this postseason all you want. Right. But we're in December now. They ain't playoffs. Right. And this dude has won a whole – I mean, a huge amount of games. A lot. In the regular season. He knows how to win games. So does Kawhi. Mm-hmm. So does Paul. Uh, and so those three guys are figuring stuff out together. And – uh I'm not surprised one bit. And I think Ty Lue is so pragmatic yep. that he's just allowed it to happen and not overcoach guys, which is pretty common. And um, they're, you know, they're in the eighth spot now, I think, but they're trending up. They are currently right now, they are in the sixth spot, Ooh, wow. actually, four and a half games. And they're only a game back at Denver, who's in four, and uh, tied, for th- tied for third with the Mavericks and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Are three, so it's only a game and a half behind them, and they're in second place. So I would not be surprised to see them pass all those teams. I would not surprise I, I, I wouldn't be either. And here's something that's fascinating to me, David. They are eighth in defensive rating and only 14th yeah. in offense. We would assume the offense is going to get well, better. Well, but Harden got there, you know, a month ago or six weeks mm-hmm. ago. So I, I I wonder what they are uh, in the last since. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. like in the last uh 10, 12 games, last 10 games, rating two. 
they're probably third in offense, something like that. Yeah. Um, you're right about making a cover at the defense, though, for sure. That is, uh, I, I, it, it, I would say 45 to 55% chance they're the number one seed in the West. Ooh, because look, like look who's the number one seed. Well, yes, it's a team that's never been there before. Right. Some Right. That's gonna, you know. They're going to feel pressure. And they have Oklahoma City Thunder, also a new team right. in second. They don't, you I'm know. I'm just telling you, this, uh, they're going to be a hard team to figure out. They really are. As long as they keep defending, especially. Oh, absolutely. And the Mavericks, we have questions about them. Uh, oh, he just wasn't on the rundown. But, and I didn't, so I hate to give you quizzes, but have you seen Dante Exum? I have. I feel, what really is going, well. I mean, is this just like a hot month no. or has he figured something he out? figured it out and, and uh, I think he played for Partizan last year. Okay. I think he played for Partizan. I, I wrote about him in the preseason. Yeah, he's, he was always a talented player. He's not the same yes. player he was as an athlete, but he's, he's, he knows how to play. He's nice. Yeah, he's nice. David, uh, Detroit could have brought him over. Yeah, you, I mean, you bring that team. Yeah, you bring guys like that over. He he knows how to he knows how to win games now. He was on like, a great team, and I think they won, they might have won the final four last year. He was a, oh. yeah, I think they did. I think okay. he was a good player on the team on the final four. Um, yeah, he's nice. Yeah, no, he's playing well without even the athlete he used to be. He, you know, I'm, forget about the fact that I think he's gonna, he's going to continue the high 40s shooting from three. But David, if he's a 38 percent three point yeah. shooter. Oh my God! They lead the Luka? league. They lead the league in threes attempted. Uh, uh, at least the last, I think I checked the last dozen or so games. Um, but they're low on three point shooting. He's one of the better ones. Yeah, he, he's that's a nice find for them. Yeah, because they because they got Kyrie out right now, and you know him doing that. This this could be this could be some nice found money and, for and Lively is a yes. He's going to be on the all rookie team. He, oh, for sure. Very good defensive player. Makes plays at the rim, which is all he can do right now. Luca is a, just a ridiculous lob passer. We've talked about this all season. Um, yeah, they've got some more cut out for him, but but he's doing well. No, yeah, they they're they're surprising me, um, and I think it's you know just the the rest of that roster where you're looking around like, hmm, how can they do it? Okay, so with the Clippers, your big thought is if they can stay healthy, this is certainly sustainable what they're doing. Yeah, I mean Norm, it's always healthy. Norm Powell uh, uh, is so important for them that bench scoring. Um, I don't think. James will get selfish. He did last year. He showed what he can do. Like mm-hmm. I, do, I don't know this, but I would not be surprised in James Harden's mind if he's saying to Kawhi, "Bro, I'm going to get you the MVP. You're going to get the MVP this year, but I'm going to help you do it." Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a hell of a thing for James's legacy is to, to be the, in a sense, the second best player on two different right. MVPs candidate, uh, two different teams, two years in a row. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's how James guys like James might think. Not definitely. I will check into it. I, we have mutual friends, nice. but it wouldn't surprise me if um, if James is just just blowing smoke to Kawhi. Like, hey, bro, I got you. Right. Keep doing what right. you're doing. I'm, you're going to keep cooking, and I'm going to keep throwing it to you. Show these people <laughs> what you got, right? I, well, I listen, wouldn't be surprised. Ka- Kawhi is someone, and I know you know everyone loves. We love to do the whole thing where it's like, oh, we don't know how good this guy is. Whatever. It's like, hey, man, what? when we seen this dude play healthy. Uh, He's been the best player in the playoffs multiple times. 100%. Multiple times. Robocop. Like, yes, Robo this guy Hooper. is so good. Yeah. He just had to be healthy, and I yeah. think we're seeing it now. I mean, it's interesting. He's, like you said, he played all these games. All, he's played, every played game. good minutes. Oh, he played, he's played every game. Every game. He's, played yeah. every, he's not missed a game yet. Wow. Played every game. Um, wow. And something worth, worth noting, Kawhi has a player option next year. So the, the thought process here on his side could be, I'm going to opt out 
and be a free agent at the end, at the end of this year. But in order for me to do that and get the money that I need, I've got to remind people, oh, by the way, yeah, when, when healthy, I'm this dude. And I think that could be a thing because he's all in, he's playing all NBA level and all that right now. So MVP I mean, level player right now. Yeah, he, he, he really is. The other thing I'll say about the Clippers, David, moving Westbrook to the bench, which we all knew, know we, they had to do, this kind of helps them a bit because they sort of play two styles, right? When Harden's the guy on the floor, it's a little more methodical, surgical. Russ, even though he still has poor finishing at the rim, is still very quick and explosive and can get downhill and gets them playing a little bit faster. So it's a nice kind of like change up when he comes on the floor with those guys. And I think that's helping them with their second units too. I'm glad you mentioned him because, yeah, you've got both him and Powell as your second unit guard scoring. I, I mean, they, I don't know what they're averaging off the bench, but it's probably over 20 combined. It's a lot of points mm-hmm. every night from just those two guys alone. And Russ is a good creator. He doesn't love to pass all the time. He'll pass when he has to, not necessarily when he's supposed to, but he still gets people buckets, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. He's, still, mm-hmm. he's still really good at driving, kicking, you know, just yes. a little dish. That he's still good at that. Yeah, the driving kick game, very, very, very big. So, yeah, look at the Clippers, guys. You heard it here from David. He's like, he would not be surprised if they pass all those teams and move themselves to the top uh, of the Western Conference. All right, guys, we'll be back after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, David, I started the show talking about, you know, the standings don't really move all that much past a certain point in the NBA. You know, in these conversations we have with Henry, we talked about uh, that great um, discussion we had with Ben, and I hope everybody who's a TrueHoop subscriber got to read that, that awesome article um, about, you know, the league getting better. And one of the things Henry said in the past is the NBA is a very predictable kind of kind of league, right? In the sense that we play best out of seven in the playoffs. Like, so it's very rare that the best team, it's hard to beat the best team four times out of seven. If you're not equally good, right? We just know what's going to happen versus a single elimination tournament where, I don't know, anything can happen. Um, that had me thinking about teams in the playoffs and those all those teams I mentioned in the East that are clustered together that maybe this is your year. Things break right for you. What can you do to get someone that is a difference maker? Same thing in the West. So I, I told David, I put a bunch of teams out there. What does this team need to move up to that level? Um, and can they get it? Um, I was on a show, David, on Sun Saturday, a local show in New York here at the New York Post Studio talking about the Knicks and the Nets. And Nick, Nick fans, that's their whole thing. Trade, trade, we got to get a superstar. That's just how they're. But I'm like, guys, one, trade, who? Who is he? Tell me what the player's name is. And then what are you going to give up to get him that the other team has value in 
that will not also deplete you and make you no longer a championship team, right? It, it's fun to get the idea of, I want a superstar here. But if you have to give up everything you have to get them, and you're back to where you are, square one, not a championship contender, what is the point? Maybe there's another way you can get better. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a who and a how. Who do you want? How are you supposed to get them? Who, right. who, who are the Knicks? Who's that valuable? Uh, even, even if there was someone available, who's that valuable on their team? Um, Jalen Brunson's a hell of an offensive player, but you're not going right. to trade him. Correct. That's for sure. Right. Uh, Julius Randle doesn't quite have that that um, seduct that se- that's that sexiness vibe to these other. I, I love Julius Randle. Yes, but he he doesn't. He certainly does not. Mitchell Robinson, your best is hurt, so you can't trade him now. Your young guys. I mean, you guys may like your young guys. Do other teams value your young guys the way right. you do? But to the level of giving up a superstar, no. Correct. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, when I you sent me a list of teams, they're the one team. Right. I, I don't know if there's anything they can do. They can uh, rebound I, I, better. <laughs> I mean, they can rebound and, you know, better. And, play and Mitchell being hurt and being out is, is hurting them right Definitely. now, rebounding wise. Such and, a good defensive you know, player. Yes, yeah. he's a very good defensive player. And I love Hardenstein. I love him. Hardenstein. Oh, he's he's very, him. very good. I loved him very, when he was a good. nothing in the Clippers G League team. <laughs> like, how was this guy in the G League? Well, he's so good. I well, really we're, we're going to get to the G League in a little bit because David's got some got some thoughts about teams oh, yeah. and you like the G League. Yeah. But the Miami Heat, David, um, half-court offense maybe is something they need to look at again. Um, what do you think the Miami Heat need? I, and I've always thought they need uh, a point guard. Kyle Lowry's doing okay. He knows how to win games for sure. He does play very hard. He still takes charges. He's got a lot of grit to him. He's super smart. Um, I'd like to see them play with pace a little more often, and I don't think he can do that. They don't really have anyone that that can blow by your guy like Westbrook can and give you a little dish. So it's not easy. They don't get a lot of easy shots. They have to run their offense more than a lot of teams do because there's not a lot of great one-on-one play. Uh, Tyler Hero being out doesn't help, although people argue maybe it does because he's a little more selfish than some of these other guys. Mm. Um, so I'd like I'd like to see... If they could find a guard that that can beat people off the dribble, I, I don't know who it would be, but um, but also Miami, who am I to tell them what to do? They, yeah, it's Eric Spolstra. He'll he'll, uh, he'll you know their band's been out for a while, right? And that has not helped. They had a huge no. win against Chicago. They almost got swept. Jimmy Butler hit a shot at the buzzer. The guys went crazy. Um, they're treading water without him, without Hero mm-hmm. and Bam. You know they're mm-hmm. missing two guys. So I, I don't know if Bam's back today or not. They play they played tonight. I don't know if he's back. Yeah, but, they play tonight. Yeah, I think uh, there's a few teams that I that I looked at that um they could use a point guard. And a point, but a point guard. I want to be clear: a point guard that can get by his yeah, like man a, off with, the bounce. Like yeah, okay. like I, I think Kyle Lowry's better as a backup. I don't. By the way, I don't know if they can get one or not. Jaime Hakez has not had a great rookie season. If you look at metrics, people are very high on him. I like him yes. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't show him necessarily on the metrics, but he's just a rookie. Uh, but he's pretty skilled. Like you know, he doesn't know how to win games yet. That's, you know, you can be skilled. You can know how to play to some degree, but knowing how to win is different. Right. He doesn't have the cheat code. How could he? He just started. But um, I like Orlando Robinson, a young big. He's starting for them in place of Bam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've got some options. I think that's why they're starting him, actually, is to maybe entice a team to pull a trigger on a young big, and, and maybe Miami gets an upgrade for a, a more veteran player that helped right away. Um, they've got some interesting G- – uh, this kid Jamal Kane's interesting G-leaguer, two-wayer mm-hmm. that that's, has played some – um Duncan Robinson's really improved he has. as a playmaker. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I still 
But I still think they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs if they're healthy. Uh, oh, uh, for sure. I mean, for sure. Um, you know, a player that seems so heaty, is that the word heaty? <laughs> Heat-esque to me. But I don't. he doesn't help that off-the-bounce beat your primary guy, but he's a Heat player, yeah. is Alex Caruso, right? Like, he fits into the Heat, I think, so well. Everyone needs Alex Caruso. You're right about <laughs> Miami, but everyone needs a three-point shooting defensive demon. That's what he. That's what he is. He's a he really is. defensive demon. Yeah, yes. he's amazing. Perfect description of him. Fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. All right, we just talked about the Knicks. Um, you know, it's you talked about this, and when I watched them play the last few games, David, it's just so hard for them to score points. It, it, the Phoenix game, notwithstanding, because Phoenix doesn't guard anybody. But every other game that I watched them, the way they score is just such a grind. They got to get first of all, they play slow. Number one, which I don't love. And they don't shoot enough threes. And so we saw that in the when they play Indiana, that becomes a math problem. Like, you, you're not going to beat another team killing you from three with twos and individual Jalen Brunson step-back mid-rangers. Like, that's just – it's just hard sledding. And if it's this hard now to score, how much harder is it going to be in the postseason to score? Well, there's an, another argument, which is when the game – it doesn't necessarily slow down a lot, but teams know what you're doing better. Everyone knows what they're doing now. And they find they're still a good offensive team. What are they ranked in offense right now? I want to say top ten. I thought they were ten or eleven. Knicks. They are eighth, eighth. in so offense. They've they've kind of got an edge on that. It's defensively is where without Mitchell they they struggle some. I mean you're not wrong about their struggling on offense. It's a grind, but they're kind of built for the grind. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Tim loves it. Rock fight. Rock fight. Right. It's amazing how long <laughs> that coach has lasted there. There's something yeah. to be said though for that team. The franchise in terms of not just loyalty, but just trusting our process of, of how we go about our business. Uh, they are a respectable franchise, as I oh, see. Without question. And that yes, was not the I case agree. for a mm-hmm. long time. They are mm-hmm. a res- if, if, I, if I have a player and New York was interested in them, I would not think, oh, no, not at all. I'd say, you know what? Let's look into that. Because Th- is, is what it- I do say. Yeah, <laughs> this is a Knicks well team. That the last five years, they've only made the playoffs twice, twice in the past five years. But if you want to be on the positive side, two of the last three, they made the playoffs. Yep. So they're trending and, in the right direction. And got a round one win last year. And got a round one win last year. Jalen Brunson, a very good player. You know, what what bothers me about the Knicks is the player development piece of it. Now, Robinson has developed well for them. Uh, and RJ's uh, done okay. And RJ's R- been okay. RJ, yeah. I, RJ, I, th- I thought he had made it. I'm going to look right now. I thought he had made some real progress this year. Compared to last year, which was not a, as good a year, yeah, he's still got you know he's still got a ways to go. I'm looking now. Yeah. I'm his shooting. He's really yeah. That's kind of that's the off. thing. And he's that's not finishing the at the rim at all. No, yeah. he's just kind of flatlined a little bit. But he's better than he was last year. Last year was really bad. This is his and best it, season EPM wise. Yes, no, but it he's is not for a, sure. You know, he's not a big difference maker. He's certainly not worthy of where he was drafted compared to some other players drafted and the, the extension that he gets yeah. that he got right yeah. so he's it's, overpaid. We, that, that's the problem right he's not delivering you the wins appropriate with someone who gets right. paid compensated just why you level. can't trade him for a better player because nobody wants him and this is this gets us back to the point to david's like who are they going to trade they yeah. they can trade nobody that's going to bring in anyone of of consequence right. so that means internally right that's how they get better is by everyone there getting a little bit better. How do you work on, by the way, David? It's easier in the summertime because you have no games. How do you work on improving your game when there's games going? Oh, I have. I mean, I do this all the time. So to me, it's all about getting. So I'll, I'll give an example. So it's all about reps. 
So I'll see a player take a particular shot that actually he might miss it. doesn't matter if he makes it or misses it. But the one that I haven't seen before, the defense forced him to take a certain kind of shot that I think it looks like, oh, he can make this more. But I've never seen him shoot it. I've watched every shot the player has taken. So I'll say you got to start repping that 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 shots a day. Every single day you're in a gym on that exact kind of shot, that kind of finish. Uh, uh, handle all the time. I, I literally have told players get more handle at halftime of games. I'm not kidding. Every mm-hmm. dribble matters. If you do it with intensity, with purpose, pass fakes. I have a, I have a, I'm helping a player now, a young player, who's really gifted at going left and kind of throwing a pass like across his body. So, so he's going left mm-hmm. and they'll throw it this way, right hand lead. And I think that's a recipe for some more deflections and steals with that, as opposed to just throw it with the left hand directly. So I've asked him to start doing more left-hand passes. Uh, so uh, I, that's easy to do. Just throw a bunch of left-hand passes. Get a partner, get a coach, get a manager, just do it. Uh, it's a long season. Mm-hmm. It's a mistake to think you can't work on these things in the offseason. I have this recruiting business I think I've, I think I've told you guys about where I'm helping players mm-hmm. get better in high school so they can earn scholarships or whatever. Yep. We got a new client yesterday. I did my first phone call. I left my voice message, actually. I'll speak to him this week. He's you know, 16 years old. And initially, they get me right now. So same, you know, I'm talking to the world's best players. I'm talking right. to getting off the bench. <laughs> yeah. He's got some talent, though. And um, and so the mentor left him yesterday is, you're a guard. Oh, I sent you the video I sent you. Yes, you did. Yes, yeah. was yeah. the player. You see how mm-hmm. slow okay. that was? You see Max? Yes, it was. I didn't yeah. even find the video. My assistant, my partner, found that video where you see how fast Max is dribbling. Mm-hmm. This kid, because he's a year younger than Max was at the time of that video, Everything his trainer is real slow. Like, no, like you got to go. I, I showed it to my wife, <laughs> the client we have, and and my wife doesn't follow basketball this way. She's on her phone when even Max is playing, right? Um, now because he doesn't get in the games very much. So I said, What do you see? She said, This first thing she said is he's kind of soft looking. I said, Well, he's not bad or anything. She said, But everything's just so slow and no intensity. And then I showed her Max, like, Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. I said, You're right, honey. I give her a high five. <laughs> Um, you can do that all the time, all the time. You walk in a gym, 10 minutes of handle every day, no matter what, if you're in a gym. Um, left-hand finishes, adding fakes. Mm-hmm, uh, a mm-hmm. couple of players this year that just were not faking early in the season. And I sent them a bunch of video of them getting blocked or missing the shot because they had no angle. And I sent a video of themselves or other players in the same exact situation using one fake, two fake. And it just opens up the game. It slows you down. It's The defense can jump and you take advantage of it. You don't have to wait for the offseason for that. No, you can you can wait for the offseason to make major changes in your shot right? or major pr- changes in the profile of your shots. In other words, you don't have the green light to take these shots now. But all summer, especially if you're young, you can do it in your scrimmages, mm-hmm. in summer league and in summer league. And then maybe you'll have earned the trust of your coaches to start doing this more. It's one of the ironies of the G League, which we'll talk about a little later. Most of these guys are playing in the G League a game that they won't be allowed to play. It's mm. no sense. The NBA keep pulling up guys because they're scoring a bunch, but in the in the I, I'm helping a player now who's a high level scorer. But if he ends up when he gets called up to the varsity, which he doesn't, he won't be able to score like that. No, he's got to be a corner shooter, play defense. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the name of the game right now. It doesn't make sense, but it's the way it is. Some some teams are better at recognizing, hey, score more in the G League to help us win. And we want you to build your game. You're young, but when you come to us, you're going to be like you know, our version of Bruce Bowen, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. The guy that kind of meant to the 3 and D wing. 
So, uh, uh, but yeah, this is, this is, there's no, there's no good time. There's no bad time to say, I can't do anything except for your shooting mechanics. Then you got to keep it pretty simple because you can really fuck with their confidence. If yeah. Too much. So someone like RJ who struggles at the rim, I imagine if you were working with them, RJ, why aren't we working on first box, second box? Right? So like, I, I would look at shot selection. Are you taking bad first box shots? Are you? Ju- are you it's a great question you're asking me. Is there a crowd there? And are the crowd charge takers or seven footers? Those are bad guys. Don't yeah, you're not going to win those gunfights too often. And RJ's not a great jumper. Are you exploding? I, I watched a player recently, a veteran player, who played on his tippy toes all the time. He wasn't exploding up, and I showed it to him. And I said, you're not putting enough arc on your shots to begin with, and you're not exploding when you can enough. And so RJ is not explosive, but he's not a stiff. He can right. jump. Uh, is it left-hand problems, right-hand problems? I don't know. I've not broken his game down. Uh, all those things absolutely should dive into. And, and you have a baseline. You, here's what you're doing now at the rim. Bad. Yeah. Whatever the percentage is. We know that now we can look mm-hmm. it up. And so let's start setting a goal of finishing. You know, make, it, make him mindful of, of his problems. And yeah. visualize solutions. See solutions. See him in clips where he's made those kind of shots before. Here's other players kind of built like you. Your athleticism, length, size. Here's how they're finishing. Are you faking enough? Are you decelerating? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you accelerating when you should? All these, there's a lot of variables. This is, I, I, I always say I'm not a very smart guy. I'm not. But when it comes to basketball, I'm not dumb. I've been doing this a long damn time. You can't, I'd be, I'd be uh, mentally challenged if I couldn't figure some stuff out. I've been doing this a long damn time. And you, trial and error, Gerard. I, I, yeah. I didn't know nearly as much 10 years ago as I do now. Because I'm watching games all the time and I'm learning from these genius players and my own eyes. And uh, it's, it's not easy. And you can be overwhelmed. Yeah. You can be, I'm writing with the Pistons right now because I think they're overwhelmed. Mm. You gotta, you'll see what I write. You, we got to narrow it down here, guys, and find a way to win more possessions and just get a win. We'll talk about it, I'm yeah. sure, on Thursday. But yeah. these players, can, RJ, RJ should be better. He's a big, he can play bully He's ball. huge. Big dude, long, strong. You got to finish better, my guy. Yeah. 52% at the rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really bad. That's piss poor. It's, it's eighth percentile. What eighth? Like it's, yeah, it's, eighth. I'll say bottom yeah, 10, bottom yeah. league. Yeah, it's just not good. No, not for a not for that guy. No, he should right. kill it. All right, David. Indiana Pacers, um, yeah. one of the more exciting teams in the league. They had their great run through the in season tournament. Uh, number one pace in the league. League's number two offense right now, but hovers around two and one uh, behind Boston. That defense is atrocious. Thirtieth last. So for sure, they need to get some better defensive plays on there. Well. They have one really good one, Andrew Nemhard and some others, right? Can they? Is it about them just getting more people? Well, they were out. Nemhard's been out. Nesmith yes, he's is, hurt. He got hurt. Yeah, Nemhard. I think he's back Wednesday or maybe Friday. I don't remember something this week. Um, uh, so they need defenders. You already said it. And so, so we just talked about a team that uh, that needs defenders also and doesn't really have much leeway, which is the Knicks. Um, but the Pacers have some assets if they wanted to move. I'm not saying they should. In fact, I don't think they should really. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean they won't. But they uh, they also could change their strategy some too. They're mm. they're we're not helping as much this year is not working out. But I don't think they care. I think they feel like, and I really like this as a philosophy. If we're when we're in a position to contend, which won't be this year, mm-hmm. IST notwithstanding, that's mm-hmm. one and done situations. 
Right. Uh, we're going to be able to play this kind of defense much better. So we're practicing it now. Okay. So I don't know if that's their philosophy. If it was, I'd applaud that. I really would. We got we we got to get better. We got to find guys. That's the other thing. Is we're giving you guys all season to prove you can guard your yard, as they call it, mm-hmm. better. If not, we're going to find someone else that can because this is how we're going to play when we win a championship or contend for a championship. So it's a trying out period, you know, for all these guys. But the bottom line is they need. I mean, their offense is scintillating. They, they're very, very bad defensively. And uh, it comes from strategy and it comes from a lack of the individual players themselves to play it. So on the Pacers, from a, a valuable standpoint, of course, there's TJ McConnell. Um, there's Nemhard. Who were the other valuable pieces that you TJ, Buddy Hield, Andrew Nemhard, Isaiah Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, listen, they could probably trade Bruce Brown in a heartbeat. That's right. I, I, right. I like Bruce Brown. I, right. I actually they overpaid him, but I, I'm okay with that. They mm-hmm. needed to pay somebody, but I mean he'd be really good on some teams. Yeah, teams that are struggling in offense. He's a, and he's been a champion. So I'm not suggesting they trade him at all, but he probably right. has real value. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've mm-hmm. got a lot of. I mean, Jarris Walker is yeah. super talented. He if if you if Giannis ends up never scoring more than 64, is that the number he got the other day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he owes. Uh, a part of the basketball, he's upset that he doesn't think he got the real one. <laughs> part of it to Jairus Walker, who kept fouling him when they, and, you know, we didn't talk about this on Thursday, but they kept, they put, they put him back in. Yeah. To get I, the oh, record. Yeah, we did. Against, we talked about that. Against, yeah. against a guy that, yeah, had never really played in the NBA before. He's in the G League. Um, I feel like that's kind of hollow. I don't remember I, I saying agree. that, but I didn't love that. I agree. Yeah. I got no sympathy for any of that stuff. But um, <laughs> uh, he's got value. Again, I'm not suggesting yeah. to trade any of these guys, right. but. Um, I think I think they've got to just continue to challenge guys and bench them when they're mm-hmm. not accountable, when they're not executing the plan. It's one thing to make a mistake in a game and then make a mistake again when it keeps happening a week, two weeks, a month in the season, and now we're almost two months in the season. Mm-hmm. You got to do something else to get them to feel the pain of messing up. Yeah, no, I I, I love where you're at with that. Um, all right, those were our East teams that I was looking at, and I think you're right. I think just staying where all three, like, first of all, the Knicks have nothing of value that anybody wants, so you guys got to get better internally. Well, not, 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 not nothing. get equal pieces. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Pacers, young, you guys can, and you're not going to contend this year likely anyway, unless you get an all-NBA guy, which I don't know, how, they probably can't do that, right? So keep developing from within. We go to the West now. The Timberwolves are interesting, David, because they've gone to the playoffs now. This is their third straight year in the playoffs, if, assuming they make it again this year. Defense is elite. Number one. Offense, not so great. <laughs> 18th, I want to say it's ranked right now. Um, Anthony Edwards is awesome, but they've got some sort of clunkiness in their offense. What do they need? Can they get it? I have been saying all season and before the season that I'd like to see um, a, another point guard and let Conley come off the bench. I think their bench is not very good. I haven't looked to see their bench scoring, but I don't think it's very good. Okay. And Conley's playing really well, but he's 36, I yeah. believe. Yeah. I'd like to see him come off the bench. And uh, I, I mean, it's, I said this from week one, Tyus Jones. Yeah. Get yeah. Tyus Jones. I don't care that he's from Minnesota. It doesn't hurt that he is. He won't be on. He won't. I mean, now he'll be thrilled. <laughs> he went from Memphis to right. see two years in a row. Right. To the Wizards, forty-eight seed, <laughs> yeah, and and now I get to go play for the number one seed in my home. I don't know if he's from any Minneapolis, but he's from Minnesota. Yeah, from some Minnesota, 
Yeah, you're not going to get Chet Holmgren also from Minnesota. You're not going to get Jalen Suggs from Minnesota. They, right. That's three pretty good players. But they could go get that guy. And now Conley comes off the bench. And mm-hmm. if you want, uh, uh, Tyus is your one. Conley's your two, vice versa. They did the same thing with John Tyus to mm-hmm. real good success at times. A.E. is your three. Mm-hmm. McDaniels is your four. Play whatever five you want, Rudy or right. – Or Cat. Yeah. yeah. Right now, their best bench player is Nas Reed. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love Nas Reed. I think I think Conley helps settle them. And if, if he's just better than Jones, well, then just play Jones more, even right. if he's coming off the bench. So Conley has something. Remember, we're talking about playoff run here. Right. He's 36. Right. You don't want to wear him down. Mm-hmm. You don't want to mm-hmm. – he's been worn down before. He wore down the year the Jazz for the first seed. He yep. was not himself late in the season, in the postseason. Um, and so I think they should go after a point guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so many so many teams are going to be going after point guards, right? I mean, that's – we mentioned Caruso, TJ McConnell's a, 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 a good one, yeah. Tyus Jones. There's, there's yeah. a, a lot of good guys that can help people. I like – yeah, TJ also would help their second unit if they want to keep starting Mike. He's mm-hmm. also not a young guy, which is fine. Yeah, you're trying to win games, and there, there is a real chance for them to win the West. Yeah, oh, for sure. With that defense, number one defense yeah. right now. Um, OKC, another team, David, that's just really good, and we talk about them a lot because they have all the tradable things that you would want. Um, you know, SGA, even – look, we haven't seen documented history of SGA doing deep playoff runs, right? We only seen him with the Clippers that one time. We haven't – and he was a with OKC with, with, uh, with Chris Paul in that one year. But that's really it, right? So – we have to see him in the postseason do it too. So we don't know about Chet. Chet's a rookie playing awesome right now, but still a rookie. What do they need to potentially solidify that top two spot and then really kind of, you know, go after it in the playoffs? I mean, it's not easy because no. they're they're so good right now. Um, the one thing I thought of is a focal point of the offense where you can just throw it to the guy that isn't Shea and, and get a good shot. Whether he gets it, I mean, obviously not every time. Someone that's a, a threat to be fouled because he's a high-level, all-star level player. He's able to create when you bring help happily, joyfully, pass the ball. And one-on-one is going to score a bunch, especially at the rim because uh, Chet's dragging out the other five. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, the, if the Raptors don't extend Siakam, oh. I've been saying that for a month. <laughs> I have no idea. I know Pascal. I have never once asked him what he want to play at OKC. He's in a contract here. No clue mm-hmm. how his group feels. I, I know those guys. No idea. I don't talk to them about that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm just telling you as, as an analyst, both the Pacers, who I know because we've, we've read about it, that I, I, I didn't know this, but I've read that the Pacers love Pascal. Um, who doesn't? <laughs> right. And, and he, he, he's starting to shoot the three better. He had a really bad start, really bad, like the worst in the league. That's, he's much better lately. We'll see if it holds up. But um, he's most effective with a shooting five because he's really a post player who can just mm-hmm. dribble the ball. Yep, yep. Like Giannis. Yeah. Look who Giannis plays with. Correct. So I would put Pascal with someone like Brooke Ooh, Lopez. So Chet Holmgren. Man. Chet Holmgren's a perfect fit for him. And like he's it. very comfortable winning a championship as the second best player. He already did. I like it. He I already like did. it. So I really like him. I have no idea, again. No clue, um, but well, someone the, the, like that that can be a focal right. point because they everything is drive kick drive kick shay 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 play off it great Chet spreads it out great um, that's gonna clam up a little bit in the postseason guys are not gonna be guarded because a lot of those guys aren't really on shooting great 
They're mm-hmm. not going to be guarded. The, the, the driving right. lanes are going to be dried up a little bit, clogged in the mm-hmm. postseason. Siakam solves a lot of those problems for them. And so I haven't looked to see some other guys, too. I'm sure could do something similar. Um, and then you have the, the dynamic duo of that person and Shea, and Shea. with yep. Chet dragging the five out because they're such a yep. great triple drive team. Yeah. The only challenge, you know, number of, number of challenges, though, is that if you're OKC and you're giving up anything of value to trade for Pascal, you're going to want to hope that you can ink him to an extension. Which right? is why I, I have not talked to anyone because right. I, I, and I, I would be shocked if the Raptors don't extend. It's a shock to me. They only have much time left. Yeah, uh, if, sure. they want, if they want to have his rights when it comes time to the free agency, but um, you got to, I don't, who's not retaining assets, especially someone who's playing at the level now that he's playing. It makes no sense to me. That being said, yes, you're, of course, you're right. You would have to have an agreement mm-hmm. ahead of time, which happens all the time. Of course. Yeah, yeah. which would be no problem. Either the Pacers too, same thing. Yeah, same, same idea. Yeah. The, the other person, we talked about this maybe a year ago when we were like, wow, OKC has the, all the chips to make a move. He's playing well in Minnesota right now, and I doubt they'll move him, but Cat, I think, would be great for them too. But I think he's probably doing well in Minnesota right now. Minnesota's like, eh, don't know that we want to screw up well, what we got going. Yeah, I don't know that they want to go, because they like to dribble drive so much, I don't know if they want to go with, two, see, Siakam's a guard. But right. Cat, Cat's a big with right. Chet there. Um I, I, yeah, I think that uh, Sam's got a, a long list of players that I think knows, okay, this is a paint. They score a lot in the paint off drives, mm-hmm. but this guy can post, seal, roll, all mm-hmm. of it. And again, that, that, that five's ability to spread the floor really matters. The, but the cat thing is interesting only because Nas Reed's playing so well. Yeah. The, the, the Wolves, I wrote about him already before. The Wolves can look to trade cat because of what Nas is doing. Yeah, and they could get some good stuff back in return because sure. Cat's playing very well. High-level player. Um, High-level player, for sure. All right, the last team I want to look at, David, the Mavericks. Talked about Dante Exum to start. Luka, of course, is insane <laughs> and just playing elite offensive Ridiculous. basketball. Bad defense, um, though. No, yes, very, very bad on defense. Um, so they need some defenders. Um, but also, you know, the idea of, of Luka – doing what he's doing now all throughout the playoffs, that, that's that's the James Harden recipe, right? You're going to wear down, and you can't do that through four rounds and yeah. have to beat all the best teams with you dominating every single possession. It just won't work. Uh, we've seen it. Um, so some help, right? Like, and they have Kyrie, so he'll be, he'll be able to help uh, do some of that. But what else does the, the Mavericks need? It, it, I mean, their front court is Grant Williams and rookie Derek Lively. There we go. Uh, Massey Kleber is out. He's played like five games. Dwight Powell, is, I think he's been hurt. He's not playing very much. Rashard Holmes doesn't get off the bench. Um, uh, uh, Jones Jr., Derek Jones starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Timmy Hardaway's done pretty well. I think they need front court help. I think they've got, you know, they're not going to, the starters are fine. They shoot a lot of threes. Uh, I think they need some depth in their front court and then let Luca carry the day. Um, uh, Omex Prosper is just a rookie, doesn't mm-hmm. play very much. You can't count on him this season. Um, Lively is doing great as a rookie. He's still a rookie. I, I think this year, if they can make the playoff, they should consider it a good season for them. Then they'll decide if they want to stay with Kyrie, move him. If he plays well to make the playoffs, he'll have value. Right. And then build around. I think they really like Lively. I think Prosper fits in yeah. very good. Um, uh, Jaden Hardy's been a big disappointment to me. Very talented scorer, very mm-hmm, talented, mm-hmm. but he's not getting better as a basketball player. That's a concern to me. Um, so yeah, get some front court help, make the playoffs, which should happen this year. Yep. And then, then decide how you want to build around Luca going forward. Okay. 
Um, David, a bit of sad news. Well, not too terribly sad, but um, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, fell at a concert over the weekend and broke his hip. I think he had surgery already uh, at UCLA, if I'm not mistaken, according to his um, his spokesperson. You know, we, we've sing, sung Kareem's praises on this podcast a million times. I mean, you could argue the greatest basketball career in the history. You've of the argued game. that. I have. <laughs> I certainly have. And I mean, the accolades back me up. <laughs> uh, there's a whole lot more you can say there's about no that. Holes. Just, there's no holes. N- he, he, he is just, you know, uh, he's an incredible, incredible player. Uh, even better human being, if that's possible, um, in terms of uh, the way his mind works and what he thinks about the world and its larger issues. Um, and, you know, if anybody knows anything about hips, how vital they are and how the older you get, that's just problematic for old people. Like, you just how, how old is he? 77? Yeah, I say close um, to 80. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. You're hoping, this is sad, uh, superstars, celebrities, they tend to get better health care. And yeah. so, he, which is, you, we, we wish every American, normally right. breaking a hip is a death tell. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to be gone soon. Um, he also is not your typical 77-year-old, Correct. not just because he's so tall, former professional athlete, looked like he stays in so he was mm-hmm. in yoga. He was doing yoga in his 20s, I think, mm-hmm. or 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he gets any doctor he wants, that kind of thing. Uh, let, let's definitely hope because, um, I mean, really, think about guys like him and, and Bill Russell mm-hmm. as you know giants of the game who were even bigger off yeah. the court. Yeah. Very like I love LeBron's done a lot mm-hmm. for people, but mm-hmm. not in the not in the philosophical realm. And yeah. I'm not criticizing yeah. him one bit. Guys like uh, I don't know who we have. Like Ali, this is my generation, right? They're older right. than me, but I was impressionable when they were in their prime. Mm-hmm. Ali, not Russell, he was already done when I was growing mm-hmm. up. Some Kareem, Russell, Ali were the philosophers, brilliant, mm-hmm. thoughtful men. Who helped change the world and certainly our yes, country? Sure did. Uh, we 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 could use more of that. I feel. I feel like uh, they'd be more outspoken. The way the way the NBA reacted during the George Floyd situation, I think they've reacted to a lot more terrible things happening in this country. For sure. For and sure. Kareem was one of those guys. Yeah. Jim Brown, and, those kind of guys. Yeah, Jim's gone. And I mean, now. you know, the the environment produced that right created that in them right because think about when those guys are coming up right 50s 60s 70s like this is this is i mean but we're, we're that moving much better now but, but we were better <laughs> right not, not we weren't best we <laughs> better the best better <laughs> and we're by, by design the people are, they want us to move backwards they want mm-hmm. to get back to those days we need we need kareem to make this through this For sure. and continue to speak out and we need leaders in in celebrity and sports to to be loud about it absolutely so get well soon cat please okay david the nba g league showcase is coming up in orlando tomorrow and wednesday i mean the g league is always such an interesting um g league showcase is always interesting because i know it's an area not just there you talk about internationally as well where there is so much basketball talent waiting to be mined harvested and given tons of royal jelly that could help teams win now but most NBA teams are just, historically anyway, have been bad at using this. You know, of course, Miami and its outliers, of course. But as a whole, the league just hasn't been great. But it's coming up. Um, what are you excited about? What do you hope some NBA teams are doing? Besides, yes, everyone's going to have a representative down there watching stuff. But what oh, are they actually be, doing? They'll be, I, I, I'm not going to go to the games. I'll go. I have uh, a number of I have coaches that I mentor that are coaching or I'm friendly with. I've got players that I help or, or talk to 
so I won't go to the games because every executive will be there. I like to operate behind the scenes, as you know. But um, I'll hang out with some of my guys and some of my friends and have some meals when I can. It's an easy drive. And well, not it's not an easy drive. It should be an easy drive. <laughs> if there's one road here that it, it isn't going great, it's traffic's always bad. And our last governor ixnayed the train we voted in. Oh. in Florida, Floridians voted in a train from Tampa to, yeah, I would Orlando. be able to drive to Tampa, leave my car, mm-hmm. Uber there, take a train, read, get on the phone, whatever. I don't know what right. you do on trains. I've only been on one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you do Brooklyn on to, uh, New York to Philly. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Fucking great. It's fun. Yeah, it's amazing. You all do your work, yeah. Got there so fast. Yeah, I would love mm-hmm. it. So uh, instead, I have to drive. It should be an hour and a half. It could be up to three hours with traffic and everything. Nightmare. Mm. Nightmare. Nightmare. Um, but uh, uh, the talent, I watched the GV game yesterday at four. Uh, the talent's so overwhelming. So so many shot makers, so much passing and athleticism. They just don't think the game. They're young. They're very young. That's why I'm saying we talked about the, uh, an in-season tournament that a lot of G League teams and NBA teams. Uh, these teams are just, they're so talented. They're so young. They will get scorched by NBA teams because they can't <laughs> think, but they have talent. They can get there and will get there. Lots of NBA players have been in the G league now yep. and, and they should be asked to, to do more, think more, read the game more, but they all think they have to go score to get the call yeah. up. And it's hard yeah. to watch that way, but the yep. talent is significant. So if anyone I mean, it's, it's the end of the showcase after this. They go back to what they call the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there, And there's eight teams, I think, that have qualified for like a playoff. And the other teams uh, just play a couple of games to okay. be seen. So games are going on all day. Like the first game, early, maybe 11 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock tomorrow. It's early. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Games all the time. At the Orlando, I think it's uh, Orange County Civic Center, which okay. is Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's a good place yeah. to find I'll be talent. watching games all day tomorrow. It's interesting because Henry talks about this all the time, right? And we we value scoring so much yeah. um, that it can cloud your judgment, right? Again, we see it all the time. Teams overpay for the person that scores 20 points a game off the bench. And it's like, that's important. Don't get me wrong. A de- teams need that. But does it help you ultimately within your team construct of winning possessions? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the uh, These advanced metrics account for that. That's where PER didn't. My yep. buddy John Hollinger's. I love the PER, but it doesn't tell the same story as these new metrics, which mm-hmm. factor he couldn't do it. They didn't have the metrics to it. The data wasn't available from the new defense, just box score data. The, with what we have now, we know defense really matters too. Yeah, teams, half, the half the game, half the game. All right, guys, we'll be back on Thursday. Take care.